Hello, my wonderful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the What If Project podcast. My name is Glenn, and I'm happy to announce that we are sickness-free here in the Seabird house. Uh, if you were here last week, ah, man, I was hanging on for dear life last week. Uh, my daughter had pneumonia. I had a sinus infection. My wife had a sinus infection. Uh, we had the doors nailed shut and, like, caution tape taped over the doors of this place because... Uh, it was a wild scene in here last week, but uh, life is good. Thank you all for your encouragement and for your prayers. Uh, we are alive, well, and kicking. So today is episode number 42, and it's the final installment of our series that we're doing called Thoughts from the Doctor. And basically, if you spent any time in this neck of the woods on the uh, interwebs, you know that I have just recently wrapped up a uh, doctoral program at Alliance Theological Seminary, and I got my degree in what's called a global Christian leadership. What the heck is that? I don't know either. Uh, just kidding. But a lot of times when I tell people that, uh, they say to me, uh, they ask me three things. Number one, like, why did you want to go get your, your doctorate? Uh, what possessed you to go back to school? Uh, number two, what did you learn in this program that you didn't know already? And then number three... Uh, now that you're all grown up, like what's what's next? What are you going to be doing with your life? And so each week I'm tackling a different one of those questions. And today is the final one, uh, what's next? I'm just titling this episode, uh, What's Next? What's next for me? Where do I feel the Spirit leading? So before we do that, I just want to remind you, uh, if you could go drop by patreon.com slash whatifproject and if this if this project this podcast has at all encouraged you, inspired you, challenged you, pushed you in your faith, uh, would you please consider uh, stopping by there and uh, perhaps uh, signing up to give a certain amount of money every month? Uh, there's different tiers, everywhere from three dollars a month, which is like a cup of coffee, up to thirty dollars a month. You can also uh, have different options in between there, or make up your own if you want to do a dollar a month, ten dollars a month. $100 a month, whatever it is that you want to do, uh, you can do that as well. And the money is going into a bucket, uh, a, a cyber bucket, and I'm using that money to pay for the hosting fees for the website, um, the blog, the podcast, and different things like that. So any amount of money you're able to give will be very much appreciated. Uh, nine people have signed up to be patrons, and uh, I thank you so much for that. Um, when you sign up, I should also say that you get... Uh, different rewards. So every tier has its own reward um, and you get something in return for um, investing in me and investing in this. So um, again, the nine of you who have done that, thank you so much. Um, every little bit helps. I love you. I love your encouragement, your support. Uh, thank you for believing in this and believing in what uh, I am doing. It means the world to me. So that said, sappy stuff out of the way. Uh, let's jump in. What's next? So it's kind of funny, but I like always dread the in-between times, right? Like last week, I told you about uh, things I learned in the doctoral program. The week before that, I talked about why I went into the doctoral program, uh, like what in the world possessed me to get this degree. And now, like here I am, uh, three years later, degree in hand, and like, what now? You know, I, I love working on things. Uh, if you ever get to know me on a personal level, I love working on things. I love knowing that I have a task to do 
than planning on how to, to get that task done. And so I found the last three years to be this like gigantic uh, rush of adrenaline. There were moments of frustration and grief, of course, as I tried to juggle what felt like a bazillion different things. Uh, there were moments when I felt like I was at the end of my rope. Uh, one time I literally sat here at my desk and threw a book across the room because I was trying to type something and I just couldn't get it worded the way I needed it to be worded and the paper was due like that night. I was so frustrated so I just chucked my book. Uh, there were other times where I literally put my head on this desk and I wept in a puddle of exhaustion. Uh, so there are definitely moments that really, really stretched me. But even so, I found it all to be so exciting and energizing and exhilarating and just and just wonderful. And now as I sit here, I'm kind of sad. You know, and I feel kind of sad because that thing that I've poured so much of myself into over the last three years, this thing that I, I've nurtured every day for the last three years of my life, it's done. You know, the goal has been reached. Uh, this leg of the journey has come to an end. But as I think about that, I think that's like really good perspective to have, right? Because because notice I didn't say that the journey has come to an end, but that this particular leg of the journey has come to an end. Th there's a difference there, right? Because the journey has just begun. It, it's not over. The last three years, that was just a season of life on this bigger journey that I'm on. I just like the church plant that Dana and I did, that was a season. Uh, the church that I pastored 10 years ago, that was a season. Getting my master's degree, that was a season. College was a season. Uh, the internships that I did, those were, were seasons. Getting my, my doctorate was just another leg in that journey. And although that leg has come to, to a close, I think that has only prepared me and is only going to throttle me and propel me into whatever um, is next in my life. And so what's that, right? What's, what's next? Well, the other day, I was talking to uh, my friend who was also one of my professors. His name is Bo Sanders. And he said something that's really, really interesting and really made me think. He said that right now, I'm kind of like uh, a tent maker. Uh, the Apostle Paul, scholars tell us, was a, a tent maker and that he made and he sold tents for a living while he preached the gospel as his full-time gig. That's probably the simplest way to put it. Uh, tent making kind of paid the bills. Um, I got him interacting with various kinds of people. But preaching the gospel, that's what brought his heart to life. And so Bo said, I'm really kind of in the same boat. For me, I work at an Apple retail store, and that's like my tent making job, right? It pays the bills. It gives me and my wife and my daughter health benefits. It helps me interact with various kinds of people from various kinds of backgrounds and cultures. But the What If Project... And this podcast and this blog, that's what most brings my heart to life. That's my full-time gig. Um, I share the gospel here uh, with my writing on the blog, with my voice in this microphone. And I also share the gospel, I hope, or I think, at Apple with, with my life, right? The way that I, I try to carry myself on a regular basis, the way that I interact and treat uh, the people who are around me. And so Bo said that, he said to me that although being a tent maker might be frustrating, and sometimes it is, because sometimes it feels like it's taking away from the thing that I love to do here at the What If Project, he said, it's also a blessing. 
And he said, it's, it's a blessing because not only does it, it get me regularly interacting with people that I wouldn't normally interact with in a church or ministry setting, but I can pretty much, the biggest thing is I, I can pretty much say and do whatever I want and kind of go wherever I feel the Spirit leading me on this podcast without ever having to worry about my paycheck being revoked as a result. Uh, I can talk about LGBTQ. I can talk about, I can challenge the idea of hell. I can rethink the concept of the atonement and why Jesus died. I can touch all of these hot topics. I can share with you my unfiltered opinion and thoughts. I can wrestle with this stuff out in the open. And I don't need to worry about a, a meeting being called on Monday morning to assess whether or not I'm, quote, fit for some kind of leadership. And by the way, uh, that does happen. Uh, there's a lot of truth in that. I remember back when I pastored my first church, uh, the elder board wanted me to be ordained in the Reformed Church of America. And after going through some classes and things like that, I told them that I just couldn't do it. Like I can't go forward with ordination because it's going to force me to align myself with some theologies and doctrines and views about God that I just don't believe and that I cannot support. And so they responded and they said to me that if I didn't go through with this thing that they wanted me to do, that I wouldn't have a job. That's what they told me. Uh, they said, you will not be welcome in our pulpit. Uh, keep in mind, you will lose your paycheck and your health benefits. And you will lose the house that you're living in because that was part of my salary. There was a house in the church property that I got to live in. And one elder said that I would need to really think about whether sticking to my convictions was that important, especially when I was going to be getting married just a few months later and I'd have a wife to support. And so I told them, and I, I, I almost wish I could go back to that time on uh, knowing what I know now, because I think I probably would have been a little bit more, um, a little bit more vocal and a little bit more forceful in my response. But basically I told them, I said, I refuse to sacrifice my beliefs and my convictions on the altar of the security that you think you're offering me. And I told them that I had no doubt in my mind that God would care for us if I wasn't welcome back. And so long story short, uh, we could not meet halfway. Uh, I gave them my notice and I ended up leaving the church. And I tell you all of that because really Bo is like a thousand percent right. When you're a pastor or a church leader or whatever, and you lead in an organization where boards and other people have leverage and power over your paycheck, you've got to be really careful what you talk about. That's just, that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, like I said a few months back in an episode, you need to play the political game as a pastor. And you've got to cater to the whims of convictions and values of the people who have the power to make your life a living hell if they want to. Like I know some people right now who are passionate about LGBTQ inclusion, but they have to remain silent about it because they work for a church and would be fired if they spoke up. I know other people who think the idea of hell and eternal torture is ridiculous, but they keep their thoughts to themselves out of fear of the church burning them with criticism and kicking them out of their staff positions. So yeah, Bo is a thousand percent right. I am really blessed to be in the position that I'm in. I'm coming up on being with Apple for, for nine years. I was just promoted to a, a new position. I was placed in a new store with a quicker commute, better hours. Uh, I'm doing a job now that I actually enjoy doing a lot more than what I was doing for the last nine years. And I get to work with people from all these different backgrounds who hold 
all these different kind of beliefs about God and faith and life. And, and I love talking to them and learning from them and really doing life with them on a regular basis. So, so all that to say, I think like I'll always be a tent maker of sorts. Uh, people ask me, will you ever go back to a church and pastor again? I don't know, maybe, but right now, like, I don't think so. And, and I don't think, I don't think that's the way that I'm wired. I don't think that's what I'm wired to do. Um, funny thing, I had, a, I had a professor back in uh, my master's program and he sat me down in his office one day. We were talking about like, what's next for me after I graduate. And he said to me, he said, you know, I think that you might try the pastor thing for a while, but he said, I really think that your creative wings are too big for the church. I think the church will be a cage for you. He said, I think you're going to go beyond the doors of the church. And I think he was right, right? I think that this podcast, this thing that we're doing, I think is evidence of that. I think this has somehow grown out of those words that he spoke over my life uh, all those years ago. Um, at some point, I'd love to go part-time at Apple, maybe even uh, go somewhere else that would allow me to keep interacting with people, uh, keep getting a little bit of money, keep benefits, that kind of thing. Um, but for the rest of the time, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep doing this. What is this? Uh, another one of my friends, Alexander John Shia, who I interviewed on the podcast um, a few months ago, uh, I'll put the message or the, the link to that in the, in the show notes, but he uh, messaged me the other day. We were chatting back and forth about this kind of stuff. And he said to me that, he said, you know, the what if project, he said to me, the what if project is almost like the ministry of John the Baptist. Because he said, like John, it is a voice calling people back to the wilderness. And I thought that's odd, right? Because usually we think about that we want to leave the wilderness. Like the wilderness is the, the place you want to avoid, you want to leave, you want to get away from. Uh, the Israelites, they wandered around the wilderness for 40 years. And then they enter the promised land, right? The land flowing with milk and honey. That's what we want, right? Like we want the promised land. We don't want the, the desert. We don't want the wilderness. But if you read Matthew's gospel and even Mark's gospel, you'll see that John the Baptist was known as a voice in the wilderness, who was calling the Jews of Israel to, in a sense, leave the promised land for a time, to go back into the wilderness from which their ancestors came, the one where they spent 40 years wandering, to repent and be baptized in that place. So in essence, if Israel and the temple represented the traditions, the beliefs, the thoughts about God, the convictions, John was out in the wilderness calling them to leave that behind, to get away from it, to rethink what they learned and to be baptized into a new way of life, a new way of thinking, a new way of living. And so Alexander said that the work of the What If Project is important because he said it's challenging people to look beyond their traditions, beyond what they've always assumed to be right, beyond how they've come to see and understand God and faith and spirituality and the Bible and church and all that stuff, so they can look deeper, maybe even beyond all of those things, so they can see something that they never saw before. And I think that's what this is. And so I want to keep on podcasting. You know, I want to keep on bringing on some guests. I want to keep getting better at the whole interview thing because that's very new for me. Um, but I also want to keep exploring the scriptures on my own and sharing my own thoughts, my own ideas. Um, as I did in the, in the Mark series last fall, uh, the God's Not Mad series this spring, even this series that we're in. Uh, back in my master's program, I mentioned this before, but I got a preaching scholarship. I love to preach. I love to prepare sermons. I love to study. I love to teach. I love to create and craft messages and then share them with people. 
And, and so I love those weeks where I do a solo episode like, like this one. And that's why I do more of those than I do interviews because that's my wheelhouse, right? That's the thing that I really love, love to do. Uh, I love sitting down to prepare a thought or a message than just turning on this microphone and just sharing it with you and then sending it out into the world. I, I want to keep doing that. I want to keep getting better at that. And I want to keep kicking some hornet's nests as well with the stuff that we talk about. Uh, apparently, I'm told that I've uh, ticked some people off with my blunt thoughts about hell and the afterlife and LGBTQ inclusion. I've been told that some people are, are really rattled and in some circles of people that used to have a lot of respect for me uh they don't as much anymore and uh to that i i say loud and clear oh well you know i mean i kick hornets nests because they've got to be kicked and sometimes the harder you kick the nest the more dialogue it creates the more comfortable uh people feel to come out of their own hiding places to talk about and voice their own questions concerns and doubts that maybe they were once ashamed or too afraid to admit. Uh, kicking the hornet's nest angers a lot of people, uh, apparently from my older evangelical tribe, but it also creates a level of much-needed comfort and acceptance for a great amount of people in my new tribe who have felt outcasted by that same evangelical tribe due to their beliefs, um, their sexuality, etc. And so I kicked the hornet's nest not just to make a scene, but because I want to create dialogue and create a, a safe place for people to talk and express their doubts and their own questions. I've also got an idea for a book. Uh, I pitched it to a publisher, and although the idea is vague, there's no manuscript yet, uh, they said that sounds really good, and it might fit in their lineup of books. So they said start a manuscript and send us some pieces as you as you work on it. So there's that. Um, I also want to do some, some events with the What If Project. Um, I want to go to the Charlotte Pride Parade probably next summer, and I want to set up a table and serve communion to our LGBTQ brothers and sisters uh, who have been shamed and turned away by the church. Um, I want to get a table at the Wild Goose Festival that I went to last uh, summer in Asheville, North Carolina, um, which is kind of a progressive, forward-thinking um, Christian experience, I guess I would say. And uh, I want to go there and I want to set up another kind of table. Uh, I want to set up a uh, like a confessional booth. And instead of having people confess sins to me, I want to confess the sins of the church to them and ask them for their forgiveness. I want to partner with some local churches to inquire about their support for the project. So there's a lot of things going on. Um, there's so much um, that I want to do with this. A lot of people say, how's it going to make money? I don't know, <laughs> right? Will it ever make money? I have no idea. And to be honest with you, I don't really care. Uh, I'm not in it for the money. But I've told God that I really want this to be my full-time life's work. And if that's in the cards for me, perhaps money will come from somewhere. Who knows? Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. Maybe 10 years from now, maybe a lot, maybe a little. Who knows? I'm in Patreon. Again, thank you to my patrons, all nine of you. Uh, it showed me that people will support if they're asked. We've got nine people signed up so far. And that's just been a magical feeling for me. Uh, right now, it's making just about enough money to pay those hosting fees for the podcast, for the blog, and that's just amazing. Um, that is a blessing beyond words. It inspires me to keep going, keep creating content um, that will make people feel at home in their questions, their doubts, and their faith. And so that's it. Uh, what's next? Where am I going? A tent-making podcaster who's got a message to share, 
Um, a few hornet's nests to kick, a book to write, a confessional booth to set up, communion to serve, and I think a whole lot of love to give. Um, I told you in week one I got my doctorate so that I could hear from God. And man, I have heard from God in ways that I never thought possible. And now I'm doing things with my life that I never thought I would be doing. And I'm grateful for every single second. Thank you for listening. Thank you for dropping by this series. Uh, Next week we will have a special guest on the podcast. And I'm going to be talking with him this week and uh, throwing that episode up next Monday. So look forward to that. Thank you for dropping by and uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye.